Ladies and gentlemen, you have reached that part of the week that you've been waiting for forever. It is the Grand Drive, and I am with the one and only, the TV famous, the man, the myth, and the legend, Cole Reeves. I'm not TV famous. I've seen you on TV. You said the Grand Drive is the moment we've been waiting for forever. See, if you just haul two little Chesters in there, you can leave as soon as they get done showing. <laughs> it don't take long, does it? No, it <laughs> don't. Just go ahead and get that. Even even out. if you win, just forfeit the grand drive and go home. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get knocked Kevin Lynch told me one time when they when they used to run TCPA points, he said he always liked hauling Maddie a pair of Chesters and a pair of Spots. First two breeds didn't make a damn if uh, – you can if they won or not, because you didn't get any extra points for being grand or reserve overall, so they'd load them up and go on, go home. Hey, before it got hot, a win is a win. But now Kevin Lynch raises alpacas, so he's getting out of the pig industry to raise alpacas. No, I think he's got pigs, but he is dabbling in the alpacas. I've sold him a pair. He, he loves them. You sold Lynch a pair of alpacas. I did. He didn't bring a trader to Breeders' Best this weekend. I tried to send him one home. But, well, I'm going down there in the morning if I need to take them. Uh, maybe, Kevin. <laughs> Don't blame me. Get with me, Lynch. I'll bring you some alpacas. That's uh, right. You're from over there. You know him from back in the day. Yes, Kevin uh, has been a ag teacher down there for a long time, just north of New Caney there uh, at Splendora. Always heard well, about how was your week? It was kind of hot and really shitty compared to last week. Last week was nice, but I will tell you, we got about six and a half, seven inches of rain, and hay fields that have been brown all summer are now green. It was warm enough this week, and they grew. It's going to be warm next week. We might get to actually cut them. Yeah, I uh, I talked to one of my neighbor guys that, you know, that's pretty much what he does is cut hay, and he said, you know, it might not be a great cutting, but it's going to make up for what wasn't there last year. It's yeah. going to be feedable. Yeah, and, that's still charged $375 a bell for it, though. <laughs> Supply and demand. Because, it's kind of like milk. <laughs> but, yeah, because everybody's grand champion stallion will only eat horse hay. Uh, I don't know. What, I, I'm just, will lambs eat that horse hay? Or no, be they, only eat, they only eat lamb feed, obviously. <laughs> but uh, Cool. No, it was, uh, it was a pretty good week. Like I say, we got some rain, and I think it was week four last we talked about as it got colder, you know, make sure you stocked up on your medicines because, you know, it's coming. And I think everybody's No, that's kinda, here now. Yeah, <laughs> Trust yeah. me. Every, everybody's going through it. You know, it got down to the 80s, the low Sounds 80s. like an emphysema support group in my barn right now. <laughs> yeah, or a bingo hall on Saturday afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> then if it says there ain't no blue hair and oxygen masks. Uh, no, no, not unless you got one of the blue crosses. But hey, oxygen masks, we did uh, give one a breathing treatment this, this afternoon. Yeah. We got some pictures of it. We... Yeah, speaking of masks, I noticed that I've seen you and your family wearing masks around town. I'm glad you're being you, proactive you have not seen, instead of reactive. You lying ass, you ain't seen me. I being proactive make, instead of reactive will get you further in line, enough. Luke. They ain't make masks big enough to fit in my head. Hey, Cole, we're going to swap that. We're going to go to a to a positive inspirational quote this week. But is it really positive or inspirational? Sometimes it's just a quote. It is. It is positive. It's uh, pull your head out of your ass and 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 you know put life into perspective. Quit making no, excuses. you're you're quoting my dad. Good job. <laughs> it says, <laughs> if you don't want the truth, don't ask me. If you want something sugar coated, go eat a donut. 
Wow, looks like uh, you like stuff sugar-coated by the looks of this belly here uh, and then buttons on that shirt. With chocolate icing. Okay. With chocolate icing. And and if you can get two of the chocolate icing and one. But I'm going to tell you, a lot of people, uh, I like people who don't sugarcoat things. I mean, you know, if, my, if I ask you, hey, if I, if I ever asked someone else what they think about a pig, I already know. Maybe that it sucks or it's real good. I just want them to confirm. Like, if it sucks, I want them to confirm. With, basically, I'm asking for confirmation because my wife has already told me probably it sucks. Well, that, And I know it probably sucks. And I just want a third person to confirm that it sucks. That That's what I like about Melissa. That's what I love about her. If, if you have a pig that's good, she'll tell you it's good. If it's not... She ain't going to sugarcoat it and say, well, no. She's it, a dream killer. I mean, I'll be honest with you. She's a dream killer. <laughs> but how how much better would, would society be if people were just real nowadays and didn't sugarcoat things? Uh, just well, black and white, and, you know. We won't be. There's this thing called Democrats. <laughs> so, and there's no black and white with them. It's just black. It's just black. I don't know. I, I think. A lot of gray areas with me, though. I think, <laughs> I think truth and honesty has something to stand for. You know, yeah, uh, you're not a Democrat. Every, everybody wants a ribbon, right? And we we got a whole generation. No, seems like I don't want a ribbon. <clears throat> I throw them things away. Every, everybody should get a ribbon. No, and, even uh, my seven year old say like, it's just a ribbon, mom. Throw it away. That's it. That's it. I mean, there's some kids that are like, yay, I got a ribbon, <clears throat> but is there not a big ribbon from a big show? I mean, honestly, I think jackpots and county shows waste their time giving away ribbons. Um, some of them are pretty. Eh. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It's uh, just thirty cents they can put back in the pot to pay somebody out. You know that's one thing we'll, we'll probably have an episode on that. Our special guest here today puts on a first class jackpot, and I bet he don't give out many ribbons. Just money. I mean, we put on jackpot, and gave out wooden spoons, and got crucified for it. But I don't give a damn. I still hope got, that lady's listening. I still got one of the wooden spoons. It's one of the best tools on the barn. Take that spoon and mix some proper feed for that crappy pig, and you won't be, you'll get a better prize next time. Hey, mix some sugar for them donuts. <laughs> uh, we're, we're, hey, so we're gonna have to get Chumley to be our lawyer. That's all. Ah, uh, that's all right. He's good. He's good. I see. I was I was with him all weekend. He uh, he was he was definitely preaching this weekend. It, it, it was calm. Glad Chumley. I like Chumley. We're gonna have to get him back on. He's already got a whole lineup. He's got a whole lineup. I said Chumley. I said. You gotta we got you got to get some of them youngsters, you know, that you just kinda kinda holler kinda kinda talking about last week. I said everybody's gonna lose interest. We get all these old farts on here. Well, it's kinda like the construction industry. They probably have to bring them steel toes, get them keep them toes from getting stepped yeah, on. Yeah, I know. It's all right. <laughs> now, well that that's what we're here for, Cole. Uh to to go through the goods and the bads and up and downs and, and talk about everything. Uh and you're right, we have a guest this week. Uh, you know, the the Grand Drop podcast is now in part sponsored by Purple Circle Magazine, and we have the boss. No, no, the boss is at home about to have a baby. <laughs> the boss is at home about to have a baby. We have the, the mouth, the VP, the mouth. <laughs> the boss is at home about to have a baby. We have the mouth, okay, Mr. Austin Wolves. Welcome to the and it sure drive. is a pretty mouth. <laughs> you right. never know exactly what you're gonna get. I nope. Just, I, I've got to say that that uh, intro was not rehearsed. We had a 
lovely meal, and uh, I did not rehearse that intro, so <laughs> I appreciate that. Dylan, I didn't say that. I just want no. to <laughs> Yeah, this is filmed in front of a live recording audience. Austin, we appreciate you coming down, man. Uh, we are here in Stephenville recording this episode. Um, we appreciate the partnership with Grand Drive. Thank you for thank you for stepping out and entrusting us and partnering with us and, and kind of seeing where, where our future is going. We appreciate it. You bet, guys. I, I, uh, I've listened to all of the episodes, and I like what y'all are doing here. And um, I think it's something that's much needed. Uh, we've had some podcasts kind of flash up and then disappear. And um, it seems to me like y'all are here for the long haul, and I'm uh, certainly glad that we could be a small part of it. No, I, I think the partnership's going to be great going forward. <clears throat> so, Austin, we'll, we'll get right into it. Tell us a little bit about your history, about your background, uh, where where Purple Circle come from, how you kind of come in, in to get involved with it, and, and we'll just go from there, man. Yeah, my history is uh, like some of the pigs that Cole sells that's pretty average. Uh, <laughs> uh, I deserve that one. Uh, yeah. I deserve uh, that. <laughs> no, I, I grew up in a small farming community around Lubbock, and um, – my dad was raised in Lubbock and in the city, and, and when I was, I guess, seven, six or seven years old, he decided he didn't, he wanted us to have something different, um, and he knew that uh, the small town life was certainly different than what he had, and so we moved to a small town called Cotton Center. That's uh, about the size of Lingleville, I think. Do they even have football, uh, Cotton Center? You're dang right. We six man. We six man football. Were you a stud? For the team, yes. Okay. <laughs> Within the team, yes. Within the team. Within the district, absolutely not. No, we were terrible. Um, absolutely wretched, and we were known for that. We 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 did get to play a lot of homecoming. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and the best part about six man football is if you're forty, if you're up by forty five points at halftime, it turned you off. get to go dance with your girlfriend early, <laughs> and so it wasn't all that bad. Yeah. Like I mean, by eight thirty, like we were at home. So yeah, it, was, it was okay. Perfect. Um, but uh, uh, went to Texas Tech and went to WT, uh, acquired a few expensive pieces of paper. Um, I wouldn't change it. I don't know that there's that much value in it anymore, but yeah. but it was good. Um, Met a lot of people doing it. Thankful for uh, that we're in Stephenville and thankful for Tarleton. Uh, at least Tech can win a game this year. Yeah, it's the only yeah. game probably. Hey, but I it's think Tarleton still has a better record. I don't know. Been rough. Well, yeah. I bet they <laughs> we're still three and one. Y'all are one and three. Uh, uh, we're, we're, there's a, if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan or a Texas Tech Red Raiders fan, you just set yourself up um, for disappointment. So, uh, I spent uh, six, right about six years as a county extension agent up in the Texas Panhandle and then um, got out of extension for reasons we can discuss uh, offline, I guess. Um, the, the typical, you know, that's a that's a rough career. It's the ultimate 80-20 career. I think 80% of it's awesome. But man alive, the 20% that's not that awesome is real, real bad. And just right. kind of um, been out of that now <laughs> for seven, almost uh, eight years and just find myself uh, pretty comfortable in in an outside sales position in the dairy business. So another reason that I'm here in Stephenville, the, the old mecca of dairy production, still mm -hmm. a lot, still a lot down. Yeah, there. we had to change our cow from number one dairy county to a recognized yeah, dairy county. <laughs> <laughs> number one to like we are, we are. No, we still got moolah though. That's, that's right, moolah fest, and she got repainted. That's right. Yeah. Um, but uh, met my wife, I'm embarrassed to say, I met my wife in a bar in College Station. Um, and uh, I say that because I am a diehard Red Raider. And being in College Station, I wasn't looking for anything positive, and something certainly positive came out of it. And 
we started, I want to say in 2016, we started a graphic design business out of our garage, just uh, tinkering around her more than me, for sure. She's 100% self-taught. Uh, if YouTube could have figured out a way to charge us per views, we'd be really poor, <laughs> um, poorer than we are now. But uh, she uh, completely self-taught graphic design um, and uh, now have a, a pretty good uh, list of clients there. Um, through that, we worked with, uh, at the time, the owners of the Purple Circle was, was Gary Kramer. And uh, whatever your opinion is there, um, Gary certainly taught me uh, a whole lot, and it was uh, good to get to know Gary. Um, and when he kind of saw the end in sight, uh, he reached out and, and started uh, that about an eight, nine-month conversation about, about possibly acquiring uh, the rights to, to print that magazine. And so uh, in December of 18, uh, we, we bought the magazine, rolled our first issue out at uh, Fort Worth in 2019, um, and have owned it uh, ever since. So, um, you know, the magazine, most, there's, there's probably people listening or people out there that know more about the history of it than mm -hmm. I do. Um, but just in, in conversations, that magazine started, depending on who you ask, uh, it either started late 1980 or early 1981 in Brownwood. Now, do y'all still have, uh, like, archived the old, the old uh, magazines from the 80s and 90s? And Boy, we do. Um, we have almost every issue ever published as a magazine. So in 81, it actually started out more like a newspaper format. Yes. Um, when, when Dr. Wise owned it uh, and Gary started kind of managing the, the flock of sheep for, for Dr. Wise. And, uh, started out kind of as a newspaper and then went to a magazine somewhere in mid-82, as far as I know. And we have dang near one of every copy that's ever been made. I've got a 40-foot Connex, uh, about 200 yards at the back of my property, that is full. When we first bought it, okay, um, get, like like most old ag guys, farmers, ranchers, Gary was a hoarder of sorts, Yeah. okay? And he had a 40-foot convex that, I hate to say it, Cole, you wouldn't, you, you would struggle to get through there. Really? Um, I had to walk sideways. We had to hire some some Guatemalan moving company because them fellas are little and they can fit. <laughs> Climb that thing like spider monkeys. I'm talking that thing was pushing on the roof and full side to side of old magazines. And so we rented a storage building for about a year and hired some folks to go through there and index everything. Uh, we've narrowed it down to a collection of all of them. Uh, and we just recently finished with the pictures. If we have a lot of magazines, we've got a hundred X in pictures. Oh, wow. Um, 15 or 20 filing cabinets full of pictures. Because the way that it used to happen, right? And I know this outside of the Purple Circle because my, my grandmother was a was a newspaper editor back in the day from like the mid-70s to about the late 90s. She managed, she was the editor for two newspapers. And what they used to do was when a show got done, right, they would print off their pictures and they would label each one of them. They'd put them in an envelope and they'd send them off to all the different publications, whether it was Seedstock or, or Showbox or, you know, PC. And then you would wax those and, and put them on 
paper. You'd wax them, put them on paper, and then you'd run you'd run photocopies of that, mm -hmm. and that's how they they published them. So they had hard copies of all of these pictures, and uh, it took us about a year and a half to index all of those and get them digital, and they're online and and available for purchase. Uh, so we've had people, I mean, people that are doctors and lawyers and bankers from all over that, yeah, I showed a pig in 1987. Do you have this picture? And my, my immediate answer is yes. I don't know where the hell it's at. Somewhere. <laughs> but <laughs> we got very, very likely. Um, I know that we have uh, like 31 years of Houston pictures. I know for a fact. Wow. Um, because I've kind of, my problem is the reason we had to hire somebody, the main reason is because I would go in there and I'd be like, I'm going to go get this one picture and it's going to take me, you know, three and a half minutes, three and a half hours later, I'm like looking at how bad they were back then. And like, you know, remember just reminiscing. Um, and, and so we had to like hire somebody without just to go in there and, and get it done. And then we indexed those. Um, but we've owned it. We're going on five years now. And, um, the general public tells us that we have certainly given it a facelift, mm -hmm. right? From about, I don't know, pick your number, about 2011, 2012 until about 20, until we acquired it, it was kind of on a slide. Um, just, I mean, the Kremlins were ready to get rid of it, yeah. ready to get out. Right. And uh, it takes work. It takes effort. It takes contacts. It takes a lot of time on the phone and, and, you know, just generating whether that's content or advertisers or, or just an image that takes time. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, we, uh, hard and fast kind of reinvented that thing and have just continued to try and, and, and be different and push the envelope, um, from a purple circle perspective, all while raising a kid and having a livestock photography business and a graphic design business. And I don't know, taking vacations. You know, two and five years. What are those? The businesses? No, the vacations. Yeah, I, I, okay. I was. I thought we were still no. on that topic. I was ready to go. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no. We we are free to talk about whatever you wanted to talk about. Awesome, but yeah, you know, uh, talking to some folks, uh, letting them know that you were coming in and we were going to record this episode. That was some of their comments. Like, man, I was I, was, I had a picture in one of those editions. I, I would really yeah. love to be able to find it. And knowing that it is all digital and all all cataloged, that you know, if they spend a little bit of time, they can go find it. One of the first old. I, I don't have a picture in there. I showed bad pigs me, when I grew me. up. So. I think was I mean, we did the best we could. But we're 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 kind of post, so <laughs> we don't have a picture in the magazines unless there's one in the gotcha me section. In the gotcha, right? You in the back? You in the background? <laughs> yeah, the gotcha yeah. I guarantee. You. Now, one of the it's funny. I listened to the 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 Primo podcast, the Primo Feeds yes. podcast with Tim. Mm -hmm. Talked to Tim last night for 20, 30 minutes just to kind of figure out what I was getting myself into. No, I'm just kidding, uh, but. One of the first old back issues that I ever sent out was to Joel DeRusha. He was on the cover in like, I don't want to age you, Joel, but I think it was like late 80s, early 90s. He had won something, you know, maybe Iowa State Fair or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was, but that was one of the first ones that I that I ever sent out was to Joel DeRusha. And back then, I didn't really know who he was. I just knew his name and kind of knew of him and, and uh, sent, sent that one out. But since then, there's probably been... Oh, a couple thousand go out the door. Just people, you know, wanting that, wanting that copy. So it, it's a real good way to meet people and real good way to listen to stories. I mean, there's, there's stories upon stories, positive and negative. <laughs> good uh, and bad. Uh, again, that, that 
Gary taught me a lot and Gary had a footprint in the business, but I just filter out the bad and remember the good. And it's, that's, that's the way I try to do it. Right. Yep. So in, in the few years of job owned at Austin, uh, it seems like technology is evolving every day, right? So how, how has technology changed just from the time that y'all have had it to, to current day? I mean, you've already said you've digitalized everything and, what what's the biggest change so far yeah i don't know if i don't know if uh technology has just dramatically changed it's certainly improved right we have tried to put an emphasis on on some sort of digital footprint which is what uh, we didn't have when we when we purchased it right we went from like 4000 followers to 20000 you yeah. know in a couple years and um, I've really tried to push that envelope. I can't say just a whole lot about what 2024 is going to look like, but we're going to yeah. kind of continue that journey um, as well. If you ask my wife, there's probably since we've owned it, there's probably been 250 updates to Adobe Illustrator or, 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 or Photoshop <laughs> or InDesign, um, which are, is what we use. And it seems like every time I fire my computer up, which is about once every month, um, I spend an hour and a half trying to update the dang thing and she does it, you know, on the fly every day cause she, she lives it, um, all the time. But, uh, uh, we have really gotten the hang of, of just a, a good motion of, of getting this thing out, man. The first, uh, 10 issues, eight issues was rough, right? It'd mm-hmm. take us a hundred hours to get one out just because we didn't know what the heck we were doing. Oh, we definitely know about first issues and, and learning curves. Got gear on teeth. <laughs> no, and I didn't have to do it with cold breathing down my neck either, so that's even better. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> well, you knew kind of what was going to be said. Over here, we just got to click that explicit every time we put one out because, right. because we know it's coming. Yeah, just cover your bases. That's it. Yeah. Now, you've talked about, other than Purple Circle, you you run and manage several other businesses. You want to visit about them? Or? Yeah, I'll just stress that I don't. Um I wear the hats, like literally. I mean, I'm wearing a purple circle hat now, and I got others in the pickup. Um, my wife's a rock star, right? Nine months pregnant and just got done shooting a 10-day, you know, the Tri-State Fair. Uh, she is really the, the workhorse. And then we've got girls in our office that, are, um, that we just couldn't do it without. Right? There's some frustrations in managing people, but uh, I think they know and we know that we couldn't do it um, without them. But uh, uh our photography business started out as D Felder Photography, so that was my wife's maiden name. And when she started, she was still a Felder. Um, we rebranded that about a year and a half ago to LivestockPhoto.com. Uh, we shoot about 30 shows a year, 25, 30 shows a year. Um, we were at New Mexico State Fair for a good good long while. We've been at Tri-State Fair for, I guess, seven or eight years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then county shows all over the South. Um, and so... Uh, and then our our design business is Premier Initiative. We've got some m- most of our uh, most of our client base is, is in the show livestock industry, whether that's goats or pigs. We've got a couple sheep. We've got some cattle clients, um, but main focus is goats and sheep because that's where our heart and our footprints at. Um, but but that's those are the the businesses that kind of take up my wife's day. <laughs> So, so she's kind of the one that runs everything Zero and keeps it all together. I'm going to be very, very clear, publicly on record. I think everybody knew it. I'm saying it. It's all good. So what what does the future look like over the next two to three weeks as your second child is born? I'm pretty sure you got office staff kind of taking care of it. Are you going to take that role? No, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll take some of it. Right, I've got, I've got a real job that pays our insurance, and, and uh, like I alluded to earlier, 
Um, hopefully our kid's not here at least within the next 48 hours. That would be a plus, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, we've got a, a little boy on the way. Um, and, yeah, we've got a, a, a core group of, of employees, of, of girls in our office that, honestly, if we went on a week's vacation, the place would not burn down. They can certainly right. uh, manage it. We're on our way right now to the Southern New Mexico State Fair. And we've got Eastern New Mexico. Hey, go visit there. the petting zoo out there, Las Cruces. We're leaving tomorrow. There you go. I got a good group of employees too, as long as it's not parents weekend in right. Tarleton. I won't be. I won't. I won't be at Southern either. I won't be at Southern or Eastern. I help a lot of families in New Mexico. Oh yeah. Um, Las Cruces. Only a, only a few of them can go to Cruces anyway because it's kind of regional, like it's mm-hmm. by county. Um, and then Eastern. Well, Eastern's Eastern. I, I, that's in Portales. That's in Roswell. Roswell, yeah. Mm. I mean, Las Cruces is good for I me. Mean, we, we make a lot of money out there, so with petting zoo. Make a lot of money, and well, never mind. Real close, real close to Boys Town. Real close. <laughs> well, if you get, if you uh, like Purple Circle and like the Grand Drive, you might get a, a free bag of feed for the for the petting zoo. Eh? That's right. Absolutely not. I, <laughs> I can. I don't Re- know. Retail <laughs> value of a bag of oats is about nine hundred bucks. I'm not giving that away. Back, 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 I just thought show feed was high. Back when, and Cole, you'll remember this. Back when, you didn't have to just. There wasn't. It's before Kerrville, right? So mm-hmm. we got like a little bit of a lull there between some shows there in mid February. I sat on a cooler for about six hours talking to Gary. <laughs> That's my dad. For you guys that don't know, and Gary Reeves did the math on a bag of oats. An ounce at a time. Yeah. And I thought, no wonder they have that 12-pin excess. And no wonder they are. <laughs> like, holy <laughs> Inflation. And we gone up. I we offer that. a large cup. was actually not a better deal. It's just. A larger cup? It's just a bigger cup. They yeah. don't have to come see you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, that means when they go in, I got a couple of them big old goats that knock it out on the ground. And they come yeah. buy another large cup. Got them trained. Yeah. It's all. Yeah. Oh, it's the hustle. It's the hustle. I've never been pickpocketed by a goat, but am I, I employed? Them guys, like I get, a, I, can see it I get a new guy that works for me. They're like, hey, do you want to put Crinkle up? He's knocking all his cup, feeds the cup down. I'm like, no. Well, he's paying your salary for the day. Have you ever heard of profit and loss? Yes. <laughs> Crinkle is actually, he, and he profit. was a free goat. One of my families I helped gave him to me. Uh, I had to actually slim him down because he was big enough to put on the pony ride, but he's normal sized goat now. Well, he was like probably 240 when I got him. He's probably about 180 now. He's still big. That's a big deal. Yeah. Did, did you did you saddle him with the ponies? No, but uh, Victor rode him. Oh, my God, I have a video. Yeah. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll post the video. Victor don't weigh about 120, soaking wet. Oh, gosh. With, with quarters in his pocket. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty new to the group. Uh, Austin, you and Cole, y'all figure out what what's the best version of the story to be told on how y'all met and and, and some of y'all. We used to now Facebook because we had a mutual. We used to like we've we've toned it down, but we used to talk shit to people on Facebook. <laughs> we don't anymore. It, it was at one point we kept the world entertained. We we reeled it in pretty good, you know. He had a kid. I had a kid. He bought a business. I was trying to sell pigs, so we reeled it in. But we used to get. I mean, we would talk some shit to people. Yeah, if you if you think uh, uh, the questions on social media groups are bad now, you should have been around circa seven, eight, yeah, seven, eight, ten years ago before they had moderators. Always bad, <laughs> real bad. And I was a 
I was a single county extension agent <laughs> living in a town of about 500 people, and the house that I lived in didn't have internet service. So I just sit at my office, right, until like... Where were you at then? Uh, Oldham County. Oh, yeah. I say that. It's sucks. probably 1,500 people. Yeah, but um, still. I had the coolest house ever. The only downside was that it... I'm not even sure if if I could have gotten internet there at that point. I don't know that I would have paid for it anyway. So, but I sat at my office, you know, until nine ten o'clock at night, and uh, that's what kept me going. Was, Closest big town to Vega is uh, Tucumcari. Nah, Amarillo's close. Amarillo's closer than Tucumcari. Yeah, by an hour. Yeah. By an hour. Oh yeah, it's all far. And nobody far wants there. to go to New Mexico. No, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've been in Orlando for the last two to three weeks, and they didn't. But about. I don't know, 22 miles from Carlsbad. And I just here, drove back to Pecos. <laughs> I'm sitting here watching this Snapchat of Victor. Ah, yeah, name? that's Victor. That's old Crinkle right there. Riding, Crinkle's made me a fortune. Riding profit and loss. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's when I first got him. He was big. When when, that, when, when when Station dropped him off at the house, it's a family living event. They dropped him off and I dropped him off in a, in a sheep. Well, the sheep was an asshole. I sold him. And I told him, so I got to sell him because like, he was a bottle baby. And he weighed like 40 pounds. But, I mean, he would knock the ever-living piss out of them kids in the pansy. Like, you, do you feed him fast enough? Boom. You run out of feed? Boom. Like, a little toddler did not stand a chance up again. I don't even remember his name. But I kept Crinkle because that was part of the deal. I had to keep Crinkle forever. And Crinkle's he's earned his place That's there right. at the house. But I'm, I would say, going back, I would think that... that that's probably we virtually met first, and then likely at a show, probably Houston, if I had to guess. Um, and it's kind of like probably heard Cole before I saw him. <laughs> it's kind of like a thunderstorm. Yeah, you know exactly. it's coming. That's right. Like, and you wait for the lightning, and then the th okay, he's, he's he's three rows of okay, okay, that's got to be him. And then it was kind of like you ever watch Napoleon Dynamite when his brother is at the airport with a sign that says La Fonda. Yes, it's kind of like that when we first met. Are you La Fonda. Yeah, I'd be Lafonda because I'm way bigger than you. <laughs> I don't want to be Lafonda. And a little more ghetto than you too. Uh, and then I think our, our trail takes us everywhere, and you can see that we uh, aren't afraid to, to give it to each other. And so I think. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> it ain't that kind of podcast, guys. I'm just going to tell you. And this is He's talking playful explicit. banter. That's look, all we're giving to each other. Look, uh, <laughs> look here, Lafonda. <laughs> Get this figured out all fun. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Grand Drive. And, and he's Austin's kind of, he's, he's a lot like Melissa and like you never know when he'll just pop up and say the weirdest shit that's so funny. Like LaFonda. Yeah. I try. I try to keep it clean. But I, I like Cole said, I have probably dialed back uh that presence now. Um, it's now it's just the same questions over and over again. There's a few that'll jump up and surprise you every once in a yeah, while. Yeah, and you're I, like, really? I, I have I have personally and and on a serious note, like personally, tried to kind of convey a better message to the general public, especially the junior livestock show public. Absolutely, it's a struggle at times. My, my biggest thing now is when somebody's about to breed one and they refer they say their pig's vagina is swollen. Just call it a vulva. I mean, if you got to breed a pig, you should know it's a vulva. Well, we were talking about that last night or last week. You know, when we were talking about you know describing pigs talking and about stuff, it's very, it's very important to know the anatomy of the animal you're describing. Yeah, we can point you out like a spy and like a spy in World War II Germany. Like we can figure you out if you don't use the right uh, yeah, you don't use the right vernacular, and we'll make fun <laughs> of you, I promise. Or cake mix. Yeah. Ugh. 
There's no doubt. The world would be a better place if Facebook, if Zuckerberg, and of course this is going to sound selfish, right, coming from a guy that owns a print media company, but if Zuckerberg would just outlaw all show animal pages, like we'd all be better off, right? I think uh, there'd be a lot of, I use the term Freddy a lot, and I don't use it in a derogatory way, like it's a group of people, right? If you know who they are, you can help them better. Um, but there's a lot of Freddies that go on social media and that is their source of information, regardless of who lives down the street, regardless of where they buy their pig from, regardless of what ag chapter they're in, that is their source of information. Absolutely. And if you want to talk about, like we can all go up in arms about who got elected for president in my world, it's way scarier seeing the type of, of information that's conveyed on Social media show pig sites. Misin- Way <clears throat> Misinformation. Oh. That, that, that is believed. So far off. That is so far debunked that still believe that's still making its rounds. Yeah, and I took it I took it to heart, you know, ten years ago. Like, I'm gonna right the wrongs. And like, let's be honest. Just like Russia colluding in the election, like we're not gonna change it. No, and that's now, just that's just the way it is. Sunday. Now I just say, ask your county agent or your ag teacher. I have my, I've, I've got it saved in my phone. I just copy and paste it. Find somebody local that has won recently, ask them a question, and shut up. Let, let like, me listen to them, and you'd be better off. And learn. Let, yeah. let, let me ask you this, Austin, with, with you being a media, and we talked about this a little bit earlier today, whenever we said, or we're visiting kind of what we might talk about, and <clears throat> the train has definitely derailed through. Uh, goat farms and everything since then but how important is it for young people to understand how great social media can be or how detrimental it can be i mean you're in the media business uh cole and i have had a had an episode on it before but coming from somebody that actually owns a business in that industry i let me preface i will tell you it's good for austin because it's the only way he can get a pig show right when he judges if he scrolls through Facebook the week before. Ty Ribbon did that tail, baby. <laughs> yeah. It was a joke. It was a joke. Uh, was it? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, oh, well. I, 19 people are looking up his schedule right now. <laughs> and, got, and got that pink ribbon. <laughs> November 3rd, Laverne. I'm just uh, I think it's November 3rd. Uh, I double booked that one, so if either of y'all are listening, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> man, I can tell you from a business owner's perspective, right? If you send us a message on social media like, hey, I just graduated college and I'm looking for a job, the very first thing we do, the very first thing we do is Facebook creep you. Oh um, yeah, absolutely. But my wife has to do the Instagram deal because I just right, yeah, I don't have I don't I, just, have, I don't have Insta. I just don't. I, I don't have Insta. Or I don't. I can't talk people either. Yeah, I, I'm on X a lot. Like I really am. I'll scroll that. I wish. I wish. Uh, outside of uh, oh, what's Platt's deal? Um, uh, Pig Planet. Outside of Pig Planet, I don't know that the livestock industry does a very good job on Twitter, right? Because they, you know, they update uh, pig show results really really well um but uh that's the very first thing we do right and uh, you know there's ways to lock it down yeah but there's ways around that too right we right. can we, we, we'll 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 find you um and if uh your 
I'm going to ruffle some feathers. If your profile picture is a kissy face with like the heart filter and a peace sign. Or a cat, yeah. And your uh, your uh, cover photo is like you at a party with 12 beers stacked up in front of you. And I scroll through your profile pictures and I don't see a pig, a sheep, a steer. Hell, we'll take chickens. I don't care. Anything relevant. Right. But it has to be good, though. It can't be bad lifestyle. Well, I don't know. Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway. Um, that's the next bullet point. If that's, like, if you're not conveying to us that the show livestock industry is an integral part of your life, there's somebody hiring, but it just ain't us. Yeah. Right? Right. I don't mean to be, like, harsh. We've got to be, right? We've only got so many spots and, and et cetera. Um, same way with, you know, if, if young kids want to go work with work for us, something like that. That's the easiest place, right? I don't want to have to pay somebody to do a background check and work right. three to five business days. Yeah. I can do it in three to five minutes. Yeah. Um, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I, but I hired a guy this week, and my 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 selections was not a deep pool. I hired a guy this week, and I caught him, and I, I introduced myself, and I'm like, "Hey, I think this is a good position for you. It's kind of an entry level deal. Tell me a little bit about your background." Shit, you not. This gen- this gentleman said. It's clean. I've never been in jail. <laughs> You're hired. Yeah, I mean, even well, more. Well, I told him, I'm like, we're going to go a different bre- uh, direction. I- I'm talking about like work background. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, but my, I- man, my man. And then I went to his social media page and I'm like, it explains a lot. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that goes back to what I said. Like, I-, I know we were joking about it, but I probably have taken more time to make sure that the message that I convey on social media is, is positive and relevant, right? Like I want people, I don't have my stuff locked down, right? I I want people to log on to my social media, right? And I've got 5,000 friends. I know that because I'm full. And if you're in the queue, you're in the queue and I apologize. I don't put, I still love you. See, um, Ashley unfriended me, and I I waited for a while. I knew that was coming. Said, said it was an accident, but I think I made her mad. About five or six years ago, Win- wait, made Wintex, wait a while. Wintex unfriended me, and it ate me alive. I thought, <laughs> what in the world? What did I do? I love And I think he just did it just to just because he knew <laughs> that, he that's, knew that that's what it would do. But, Absolutely. But um, I want. I don't think I can name a thousand of them. I bet I don't interact with 200 of them a year and that's completely okay. But regardless of where we met or how we ended up as Facebook friends, like I want people to log on and, and know like, okay, he loves Jesus. He loves his family and his friends and he loves the junior livestock show. world. Right. Like that's what I, I don't, I don't want you to, to think that I, you know, or, or try to figure out that I love to party or that I, you know, do, you know, relevant stuff with Facebook filters. Like I just want you to be, and in a world where it's easy to, to, to figure out or in your mind, at least figure out what a person's all about. Like it's, it's kind of refreshing to see people like that. And I try my best to be like that in any more today, you know, you've always, you've heard that saying perception is reality, right? Right. Any more today. I don't know how to how to figure that out, right? It couldn't be more true and it couldn't be more false all yeah. at once, right? Like people that are looking from the outside, their perception in their mind is absolutely their reality. 
and on the back side of it, it couldn't be further that, from the truth. That's what I call living the boutique life with the white trash with the white trash reality. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, happens. it happens. But people like me and you, we don't need filters. We have natural beauty. Luke, he is natural beauty. Yeah. Although I did take a better headshot for the purple circle. I'm more of a bold glamour guy. Yeah. <laughs> but does that not go back to, to the positive comment we had? If you don't want the truth, don't ask me. If you yeah. want something sugar-coated, get a donut. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's kind of what I was saying at the beginning is, you know. So, Luke, am I pretty? Uh, you're pretty. To somebody. Yes. Liar. Melissa loves you. No, <laughs> I didn't answer the question, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. No, but, but but I think we live in a society where everybody just wants you know every, you know butterflies and honeybees and all that, and and sometimes it's just not that way. Bad things happen; you got to overcome it. And and sometimes the truth builds a better person than just trying to make them feel good, right? I heard one time say, if you really love your friends, tell them the truth, because if you don't tell them the truth, you don't really love them. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, regardless of what it is, if it's their show pig suck or they need an intervention. Right? Oh, and then you'll come across some people on Facebook that can't, they couldn't tell the truth if their life depended on it. Like when you used to tell them the mustache sucks. Yeah, I used to tell, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I used to tell Austin, he had a little, he had a little mustache, it looked like a uh, 70s porn that. star. No, no. Uh, and uh, I said, the only way the, you can rock that. Boys, it was only the mustache. It was only the mustache. It was only yes. the mustache. Uh, but I told him that, and everybody did. It's okay. Oh, man. I did that like as a joke. And I turned around in my Did you really? I did. I turned around in my bathroom, right? And my wife got so mad. You just left it? And I knew it instantly. Like, it's here to stay. <laughs> Hell yeah. And then it was once a week. God, no. How many backdrop pictures did you ruin that that winter by wearing that stupid ass mustache when you judge their pigs? I guarantee you, there's there are well, outside of judging, there's probably people that every kid at the Wolf or Stock Show has a picture of you with that shitty little mustache and a sweater. And that's that's the that's the year that Blunt wins the Hampshires too at Houston. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) So guess what, Chris? It's on your wall. You're welcome. Whether you like it or not. I, I can oh if, if it's not people making fun of my mustache in that picture, it's people making fun of my hoodie. I got like the one off PC hoodie that's the ugliest thing that's ever. It's got like eight different materials it, on it. It's pretty cool. It's hideous. They um, don't make it in a four X though, I've tried. They don't. <laughs> um, but And uh, it's not stretching material, so well, I mean, your definition is stretchy. Yeah, yeah and so, ours is a little bit different. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, that's it. See? Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Hey, that, that, that shows you how fast social media can get you in a. Well, bind. and that's when we had to wear masks at Houston, right? So, so nobody knew. Well, yeah. I was real happy. I put your mask on. <laughs> Cover up that mustache, baby. This thing's gonna breathe. Chris has a good sense of humor too. Oh uh, God, you don't know him that well. Uh, we call it Grumpus. Or, I mean, there's a lot of words for. Chris Blunt, and I don't know that good sense of humor. It's, nah, nah, I don't know. No, I love him to death, but uh, probably bring up the mustache. Everything was going good. It was so we good. were making progress. That's Melissa, bro. The mustache, it wasn't me. We were about to get she, nominated she, for an she, Emmy. She waved me down over there. Peanut gallery. Hey, let look like Ron Jeremy. <laughs> Uh, before retirement. <laughs> <laughs> but let, let me ask you this, Austin. 
Oh, hold on. I might have just lost my train of thought. Nope. Here we go. I got it back. I got it back. Uh, Ron Jeremy was stuck in my head, and I don't know why. <laughs> but but anyways, you and I talked the other day, and, and you were talking about uh, Purple Circle Magazine. We'll, we'll hop back to that real quick. And uh, you said one of the biggest things that, that you and your wife want to do through the magazine is, is education. You, you yeah. want to push education, you know, for the industry. Uh Give us a couple of comments on on that and what and how passionate you are about that part. Yeah, so obviously I was a you know extension educator for for that amount of time, and and I've got a, a couple gentlemen kind of in my background that that pushed me to be better and taught me when nobody else would, uh, and uh, and so that's something that's kind of ingrained in my personality is teaching people whether that's people walking through the. On Tejano night in San Antonio, walking through the pig barn, which we get every year. Right? I, I I know the importance of Tejano night because that's when I make a lot of money in my business. Anyway, uh, whether it's educating them, whether it's educating some uh, again a Freddie across the aisle, uh, or educating the people that that uh, sacrifice their lives to run around with me um, in in either barn, uh, that's something that's ingrained in me, and and so. Again, we can go back to the Facebook thing, right? There's a reason that people go to those outlets, right, to ask the most off-the-wall questions. And personally, I think if Zuckerberg does listen, I think one of the worst things that they ever did or any of the moderators uh, for either the Showland page or Show Goat Source or Show Pig or Texas Show Pig or I can name them all, right? This anonymous member posting, total, Terrible. total BS. Terrible. Right? If you're going <clears> to <throat> ask a question, I want to know who you are. Like not to judge you, maybe a little, maybe a little. But I want to know, right? Um, but there's a reason, right, that they have to go, that they have to go there, right? Because um, Zuckerberg's a bitch. I, te- <laughs> I had teachers. He don't run this podcast. I, I, I do, baby. Ag teaching is not as glamorous as it was, right? Right. Thirty no. years ago, they're not, in most cases, not hiring the absolute cream of the crop, right? Because those people now can go to industry; they can make twice as much. <clears throat> And they can help people on the weekends and get the good stuff out of it and not have to do lesson plans and not have to teach ag teachers are coming from the Metroplex right now. There you go. Yeah. And they're not learning Mm -hmm. nothing from their ag teachers and they're going back. So eventually, like, they're dumbing down every generation of ag teachers. That's right. We do have a good set at Tarleton that that teach them stuff, but I always tell them, send them to the house, let them work for me for a semester. And I'll either tell them they're, they're, they need to be an ag teacher or change their career field. Student student teaching at, uh, Under at Reeves Livestock. Yes. Mm. Well. He said, mm. Hey, but if you're a senior ag ed student, you can't hook up a gooseneck trailer. You got problem. There's good ones out there, right? Absolutely. There's great ones. There's, there's great ones that have no idea whether it's a vulva or a vagina, right? There is. But those people that are underneath It's just because they're dorky. They'll figure it out one day. That's right. They will. But those people... Maybe they may have to pay for it, but they'll figure it out. They'll grow a mustache. people that, are, that, that, is, that is reserved for only the few, okay? Yeah. The mustache. But the, mustache. the people under them in their program, okay, don't know where to go. Right. Social media is easy, right? we got a computer in our hands. So the, the, the average show family, right, has no, has no guidance or very little. Okay, they don't know who to trust. They don't know what to trust. So they go to social media, dive in the pool, and drink as much water as they can right. and, and figure out what in the world. And if you try three or four of these suggestions, you're screwed. 
Yeah. Right. You're absolutely screwed. Because even even though you and Cole have kind of went past your prime in in those comment sections. Wait a minute. No, I'm just saying y'all used to be way more involved than what I'm you used to be in those comment sections. In those comment sections, there's somebody that there's yeah. that has replaced y'all that is just gonna hammer those people. Yeah. Oh, or and I think the majority. It's not near as exciting like just from a back and forth standpoint as it as it once was. Um, but there is more misinformation, right? Because misinformation breeds misinformation. And somebody a year ago did four things to fix their pig's left hawk. And now they're going to suggest the one that they might think maybe it worked. And that's going to get to somebody else and somebody else and somebody else. And then we just have this giant pool. So our, our goal is in 2024 to completely change that medium right we can only control ourselves we can put it out right. there people can do what they want but we have access to families that do it right we have access and, and contacts of people that that do it right and somebody has to harness that and get it out there right, right. Uh, and that's that's really our goal it is to kick up our educational portion both in print and digitally um, and, and do something completely different from that standpoint. You know, and that, that's kind of Cole and I, kind of our goal in a, in a big roundabout way is, you know, we love to do the podcast of bullshit and kind of get along and poke fun. You know, it, some of the things in this tree, but also the information that's given is, is yeah. tried and true information that really is beneficial. Yeah. You know, if, if Cole says, do not do this, there's plenty of years, time, effort, and, and the reason for don't do that. Yeah, I mean, oh, I, I tell I tell a lot of my families that that help. Right, I have awesome families. Shout out to Obi, um, but I have awesome, awesome families that want to take care of us and realize the value of of my time going to San Antonio without my family or going to Albuquerque. Or I have great families that that really want. And I joke with some of them, like, yeah. "Hey, I just want you to know I'm kind of using you as a testing dummy because <laughs> I would rather mess up and it be your money." Right. Then in four years, mess up and it's my kids' project and, and my money. Okay. Yeah, we'll figure it out now. I, I say that jokingly. I really mean it. Pretty serious. But uh, uh, like that's, yeah. I, I I just think that being able to mess up over and over and over again, and then which I've done, then being able to help educate the average 4-H'er is huge because I think that's the the big dogs, right? The big dogs that that spend. 7,510, 15, you know, whatever. Um, I should have gone from 7,500 to 15,000. That would have sounded like Shacker. <laughs> uh, but uh, those medium families, right, yeah. that, that go out and, man, they got to save for a $750 or $1,500 pick. And then they get home and they're like, what the heck do I do? Right. That's who we really want to appeal to. The, the average, the average, 4-H or FFA family that needs a reputable place to go get information that Absolutely. they can trust. One more question before we uh, kind of start wrapping this up, Austin. Uh, state of the industry, uh, in, in your honest opinion, in your opinion, the state of the industry, where are we at a good place? Are we going to a good place? I know I, sh I should have asked for these questions so that I could like... <laughs> And this, and this one just came to me, so I wouldn't give it to polish, you earlier anyways. Polish this. Um, in respects to, can we narrow it down to species? Absolutely. 
So can we just say show pigs? Show yeah. Pigs, you know? A dear, dear friend of mine uh, is an ag teacher at a very, very large high school. And he calls the show pig business the last frontier. Um, for his kids, right? Uh, but there has been a shift in my mind over the last three to five years. But there's always been high ones, right? Like, right. you can have a conversation with RD. Like, I talk to Kevin and Biggs all the time about it. Like, I... I mean, there's been high ones back in the day. Like, I had Mark Marley in my county, and when I was 12 years old, do you remember Mark? So Mark Mark was the first person. It had been about, I mean, just call it 2000, right? 99, something like that. He was the first person that rolled into a show with a trailer that had, like, built-in pins. Yeah. Right? And as soon as he opened the door, you knew, like, hey, those were not crafted in an ag shop. Like, mm, right. holy, whoa. Um, and I, you know, I remember like watching Mark buy pigs and thinking that guy just spent $3,500 on a pig. Yeah. And last week, like I told a family, like if you're like trying to win a division, that's probably where you're going to have to be. Yeah. No guarantees, but that's where you're going to have to be. Anyway, you go back. Um, there's been a shift over the last three to five years to a totally new tax bracket. Right. Right. What, what the average family doesn't see is that the majority of those that sell for $25,000, you never see again. Never see them That again. pig, right? Because most of the average family don't know how to read ear notches, and they think black and white ones are black and white ones. They're, actually, they're actually doing the average families a favor. Yeah, but if you really know what you're... Yeah. yeah you know, because right? you feed 100, then families that feed them $25,000, they're going to have 20 or 30 of them on feed, and they'll yeah. show three or four Six. of them. Yeah, those... Maybe zero. <laughs> so, so they're taking a lot of the the good genetics out of the opportunities to show. Yeah, but I mean, genetically, I think you can go out if you know kind of if you take good notes and you know what you're looking at. Genetically, you can afford one. Yeah. Right? Um, but if I, I'm I'm shooting from the hip, right? Um, validation numbers are down. Validation numbers in in a lot of species are down, but especially pigs, right? Because even those families that were feeding fifty of them at 2,000 a whack, now we're feeding 20 of them at 10,000 a whack, right. or et cetera, right? Um, and so validation numbers have gone down. I think participation has stayed about stagnant, um, but if we go back to that word message, right? If we don't do a better job as an industry in conveying the message, we're going to be in trouble, right? right? A, goes back to the, the, the ag teacher and county extension agent discussion, right? The, the best of the best have the opportunity to go into industry and can make more money and still get to enjoy a pig show or whatever show, right? Um, and, and so not necessarily the greatest source of information like it was 30 or 40 years ago. And so families will find a message to latch onto, right? And I think, boy, you want to talk about a pet peeve. The number one pet peeve is convincing new families or people in the community that we do this show pig deal for scholarships, right, to further my kids' education. I think that is the largest load of horse shit we've ever developed in this entire business. Absolutely. Right? Because I, I laugh, and I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. If you, if you have convinced yourself and your child, right, that you are doing show pig, show goat, show cattle, what, I, show, I don't know, maybe show chickens. I don't know enough about show chickens, right? But if you stay on pigs, if you're convincing your child and yourself that you do this for scholarship money, you better go ahead and earn twice as much scholarship money 
because your kid's going to need twice as much accounting and finance to undo the terrible lesson that you have given them, right? Because there is no pencil sharp enough in the entire world to really make this pencil out long term on paper, right? No, if, not even break even. No, no like no, people that no. do show pigs, they don't listen to Dave Ramsey. No. <laughs> Dave, Dave Ramsey would have a heart attack <laughs> if he come into a, to a major bar. Sean Burrow told me one time that about five years ago he called into Dave Ramsey and, and tried to ask about budgeting for livestock, and Dave hung up on him. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> he said what? He said, Sean, uh, you know Sean. Sean yes, Burrow. I know Sean. He said that he tried to call into Dave Ramsey five or six years ago to talk about budgeting for show animals. And Dave's like, mm, yeah, I can't help you. <laughs> I mean, I, I have no reason not to believe, Sean. Um, it, it's a it's a good possibility. But uh, so teaching the general public, like, yeah, you can come in here and earn scholarship money. Yeah, there's 3,000 pigs at San Antonio, and they give away nine of them. It's way easier. Just and I don't know how many numbers are on the roulette wheel, boys, but it's way less than 3,000. Yeah. It's way easier just to fill out one of those scholarship forms you there take, in a counselor's hey, office. It doesn't that, cost you a pig. You take 25,000 to mm. Vegas, yeah. you have a lot more fun than a brass show. And Amen probably a better that. chance. Amen to that. Yeah, and you can drink free beer there. Absolutely. Uh, um, but but I, I think as a, as a whole, we've, we've got to convey a, a message that gets people involved. Yeah. Right, and, and um, I'm not a gloom and doom kind of guy. I personally think there's going to be pig shows forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm not a racehorse enthusiast, but I'm sure like the racehorse business has gone through some of the same, you know, kind of cycles, right? Um, yeah. But, but I think as a whole, there's got to be a, a revamp of, of our message, why we do this, what we do it for, and what the end goals are. It ain't to make money, because mm-hmm. if it's to make money, you'll last a year. Maybe two if you got a good job, and then you'll go play. You'll go play pickleball or something. I know. Oh, pickleball's fun. Yeah. I had a buddy. He he spent Never about played. as much as two good barracks calls on a pickleball court. <laughs> it's good though. So, yeah. but and I'm gonna tell you this. Like, and I noticed that it sales in the past two years. Uh, the middle customers are almost non-existent. Lost. You've like got your guys that spend five. To fifty thousand, yeah, and you've got people that want one for less than a thousand, and there is nobody that wants a fifteen to thirty-five hundred dollar pig. Not Almost a, nobody. Not at a live sale, but they come to the house. Right, yeah. but not at a live sale. <laughs> and I think that's because they're like, I don't want to buy this one for thirty-five hundred because the one before it brought thirty-five thousand, and I don't want people thinking that I'm a dumbass for buying that pig to compete with that pig. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, like perception, like, like Law and Order, right? I'll change names and likeness to to protect the innocent or whatever but i i get the opportunity to work what i don't know 10 or 15 sales a year Mm -hmm. right as a as a ringman right okay and so i see i'm i'm in there with these pigs i i I typically do a pretty average job of looking through them beforehand so i know kind of what i'm talking about i don't do a very good job there because normally i'm like skidding in five minutes before the sale and jumping in the ring Um, but this year alone i can think of three or four animals that have gone through the ring okay nice pigs like you got a chance right they ain't screwed up nowhere they ain't twisty hopped or straight shouldered or flat i mean they're 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 nice pigs and i have seen kids in my section or or families in my section never even consider raising their hand right i've seen those same families two or three pigs later a pig comes in that is Got pieces, right? 
the kind that go for fifteen thousand, twenty thousand. Mm-hmm. Got pieces, and you got to manage them. And, and they will bid at nine hundred and be pissed off when it goes past a thousand. Mm-hmm. And that again, that goes back to they have no idea what they just like passed up because they've got no help. They've got no cat was in the house. Dogs were about to eat it. <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea. Say that big old black dog probably doesn't miss very many meals. It'll eat anything. <laughs> no, nah, a fat bow-legged piece of shit. Um, but, uh, it's like a sorry show, bro. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, there's time for those wins. Uh, anyway. uh, uh, but like front row seat, right, to just a, a family, a group that has no clue, right? They can see the big pieces. Anybody can see the big pieces. But if they knew kind of halfway what they were looking at, right, they could go home with a project and like stand a chance. Um, but, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I kind of lost my train of thought with the, with the cat fight there. (laughs) No, yeah, but, but I totally agree. And like you just talked about his education, we touched a little bit on it last, uh, last time we recorded our podcast is, you know, it's very important to get education out in the beginning of somebody getting into the industry of why their pig is being described as it is how they can change it and make it better and not just I got seventh place and I have no reason why. I'm just glad I didn't get eighth. But it's they don't understand the whole concept of what they can do better, how it's being explained to get sixth, fifth, or fourth. Yep. And just with a little bit of education, a little bit of want to. <clears throat> oh, I've just, just eavesdropping on conversations, right? I've seen kids come out of the ring and say, that judge said my pig needed to be more muscular in the shoulders. Like, look, there's some dummies that get to judge shows, but I'll be damned if any guy's going to tell a kid, like, you, your yeah. pig needs to be more muscular in the shoulders. Maybe a kid that went to Tarleton, I don't know. But, like, a competitive, like, hey, somebody hey. that knows Whoa. something, even Whoa. Chumley would say, even Chumley would say, like, oh, it's something stupid that nobody understands. But, like, those yeah. kids just don't, right? They get seventh, they get a ribbon in their hands, yeah. and they just, like, boom, get tinnitus, and they're, they just, their ears start That's ringing. it. Ribbon. And, and they don't listen. But if, if I Speaking ever... ribbons. No, go ahead. They're 27 cents a piece. Are you going to get... How many are you going to give out for the pan, for the I-40 or whatever? What's it called? Amarillo by morning. Amarillo by morning. Yeah. What kind of... I was going to say Panhandle Preview, but that's not right. <laughs> I was going to say I-29 blowout, but that's not right. There is a Panhandle Preview, right? It's and the I-29. Hey. And I won't go to the I-29 blowout. That's a long ways off. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've got, uh, this will be our third year for the Amarillo by Morning jackpot. Who's judging? Um, we've got Hogue. Yeah. yeah. We've got Drake Hook. Yeah. And we've got Mark Gray. Oh, hell yeah. So like a different, that's what we've yeah. always tried to do. Every year we've tried to get guys. So you're just going are, three rings instead of four this year. We have killed ourselves enough over the last two years. We would do two rings on Saturday, right? We'd start, we'd get through three breeds in ring A, and we go to... The next in ring B, we'd fire that up, and then there it right. would just be absolute chaos. Like, uh, oh, those are beautiful, <laughs> those are like gymnastics ribbons. Hey, but, do you those are the pig show? Hobby Lobby, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But on a serious note, if if, crown if somebody <laughs> was newer to the industry, they were serious about growing in the industry, then they need it, to talk to it, Austin. Well, I'm saying it can be expensive to go one of these bigger shows like, like you're having that has quality judges. Yeah. And have their animals described to them by people that know animals. If they'll listen. 
if they'll listen, and then visit with them afterwards if there's a chance to really grow and educate themselves on yep. what exactly they're doing. Yeah, we we don't we try not to charge like an arm and a leg. Right, got a great group of sponsors. It's thirty five bucks a ring, and um, you know, make it reasonable uh, and give away a lot of stuff. Yeah, we don't give away ribbons, <laughs> Cole. We give away a lot of money. I think uh, the last two years we've given away about fifty five thousand um, between. All the class placings, I mean, you get, if and we pre-publish it, right? If, you're, if you've are if you got 10 or less in your class, we're paying to three. If you've got 11 or more, we're paying to four, and this is how much we're paying. There's no, like, tricky math, Chinese arithmetic. Almost knowledge. as good as almost as good as the show brought to you by Clint Halfman. That's I'm, a pretty good I'm show. I'm joking. <laughs> hey, so I will tell you, Ribbons, good investment. Had a glove box full of them. Hibachi hit me halfway between Heiko and Hamilton. Or hike on Stephenville, pull over Roadside Park, no more ribbons. But it was a great, I was super glad we had a glove box full of them. Hey, that little cardboard on the back, though, that, that'll liven you up. It hits you just right. Well, my dad used Pacific Poison Oak when he was hiking out in California, so I'd rather use a ribbon mm. and cardboard. Anyway, so ribbons are good. Austin, tell us, tell us how we can... Uh... I'm not making fun of ribbons by any means. Tell us how we can find y'all on, on social media with each of your businesses. Yeah, uh, Purple Circle Magazine, Premier Initiative, LivestockPhoto.com. And my wife's like human photography business is called Panhandle Peach. Um, I'll never forget that. Could she do some boudoir pictures of me? <laughs> That'd be a good fundraiser, right? Like he was that. just talking like about wiping his ass girls. with ribbons and then go straight into boudoir well, pictures. Be, but you, we could do I'm going to give oh, them to Melissa after she has the baby. Naked with the ribbons. We could do it. We could we could do a covering the demo spots. We could do a men of men of the Grand Drive twelve month calendar. You, yeah. could be, you could be Mr. January. I'm big enough to be Mr. January through May. You'll never be cold, you'll never be cold with coal. Never I be, see it never right be cold with coal. Oh. And shady in the heat. Oh, that's right. Austin, we sure appreciate your time stopping by with us, man. And like I say, we're very excited with the partnership with Purple Circle and can't wait to see what the future brings. Uh to the listeners, go support those pages if you don't already. Uh, I'm sure we're way behind them on, on their social media footprint, but that's Purple Circle Magazine. Um, and we'll list the others as well. Cole's. We got questions, dog. Cole's got questions and answers. You got questions too, no? Okay. I got questions. And hey, one, one, Clarence one, is on there. Before, before, help us, before okay? we go to questions, real quick. Before we go to uh, oh, questions, I brought you all some quick. beer too. Uh, let me let me ask you one thing, uh, and, and I'm trying to do this with our guest. What is one descriptive phrase that you would like to explain that maybe people really don't understand whenever somebody's describing a hog? Oh, I think the, one of the more controversial. There's two in my mind controversial, and I don't mean like ugly controversial. I mean just definitions are are completely different. Right, right? the F word. Fresh, fresh, oh. right? What the hell does that mean? I can tell, I can show you, like what it means, right? But there's so many things that fold into that word, right? Skin and hair presentation, physical feel, muscle shape, yeah. things like that. The 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 age of their skull and pole, um, just their hair texture. Like there's so many things, right, that go into the word fresh. That I don't know that there's a definition that we could write out. We did those. We did a we did a segment for about eight months called "What Did He Just Say in the Magazine," and "Fresh" was like the number one that people wanted to know. 
and then balance. Do do y'all believe that some of these terminologies differentiate a little bit with with their definition based on the region of the United States the the show is in? Uh, I mean, probably a little bit. I think it's more judge to judge. It's more it based on the animal. intelligence of the judge. Yeah, and, and and I don't fault like I love John Way to Death. Who knows it? I wish I could pull that hat off. Um, I love that thing, but a little soft, uh, little soft cap. I love it, man. I know I it don't it. fit me. I tried this weekend, but uh, uh, those younger guys that are trying to judge shows have to set themselves apart somehow, and so they have to use terms like that because there's five shows in the entire state of Texas, or six state fair, Fort Worth, San Angelo, San Antonio, Houston, Austin. And we use the same three guys to judge them Six, all, so it doesn't right? matter. Yeah, and, and so those guys have to like right, have to set themselves apart a little bit, right? Accuracy is number one. Like you need to describe them accurately. But um, I don't know that there's a difference regionally, um, but but judge to judge for sure. Like fresh would be number one, and then balance would be the next one. Are you talking like balance in terms of of breaking the animal into thirds, neck, spine? hip and length or are you talking about balance you'll, you'll hear some guys interchange balance with like muscle to bone ratio i guess would be about the mm-hmm. best way to describe it right like a like a big back huge ass one that's frail like he is balancing he doesn't balance up from a muscle to bone you know like things like that There's, i dated a girl like that once well that sounds really personal was she fresh though <laughs> Mm. Again, depends on depends, depends, depends on, on the time of day. And the evening's not quite so fresh. Well, they kind of get worn out. <laughs> Six fifteen in the morning. Stale. 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 And yeah. these are talking about guilt. I digress. Go go but what was your what was your question? All right, my question is question and answer. And uh says this question is from Madison in Texas. Okay. Says what are the big differences that you look at in selecting a breeding gilt versus a market barrel? Also, what are the differences in feeding a gilt in a barrel? I'll let you pre- sure. do this, and then I'll come in and tell you what I think. Sure. I am a heterosexual white male, so I can say it like this, right? I want my girls to look like girls and my boys to look like boys. If Dylan looked like Cole, I might not have a, a four-year-old and a, and another kid on the way, right? Like. Um, I think there is a come and give me some loving. There is a difference in, in priorities. Um, I think all the priorities are the same, just the way that they're aligned is a little bit different. Um, market hogs, they need to be, God, I almost said six months old. Ten years ago, they need to be six <laughs> months old. Now they need to be nine months old or ten months old. Um, but Glad I think feet, feet and legs, structural soundness, body shape and depth, and underline is is a little more important in gilts than it is in market hogs and you feed accordingly right like these things don't have to be as as shapely of course it depends on who's judging too but um so you feed barrows harder and more aggressively uh than you do females but on the gilt side cole's probably got way more opinions there. i don't show a whole bunch of them. i mean like if i'm looking uh and this is i guess the where, where when melissa and i are looking at barrows versus gilts like gilts uh, you don't accept faults on gilts like you do barrows. Because, I mean, let's face it, there's a lot of these barrows that are kind of jacked up in a place or two. Okay? I mean, there's a lot of them. You don't you, you don't have that give on a breeding gilt because, you know, barrows, you can win with some extreme freak pieces and they'll accept a few more 
you know, things that aren't good. Guilts, you need to have all you need to have all the bells and whistles, but it's got to be perfect. Because be they're balanced. breeding on, right? Yeah. They're breeding on that you're gonna take this, you know. Uh I, I'll say uh something that I guess I don't hear talked a lot is probably underlying quality in breeding gilts, vulva size, which is fine because we have snuck some five titters in there and one at Texas Majors, and that's fine. And we're gonna do it, we're gonna try to do it again this year, and that's fine. Oh no, my wife said no, we're not. Uh you'll never know. Anyway, uh you know, underline obviously is a big thing. Uh as far as feeding them, I mean, we wet feed gills early. I some people never wet feed a bear. I mean, because bears they don't have I mean they have to have enough rib shape, enough upper rib, enough forib, enough body flake. But and that's another reason I guess uh Ashton senior we she showed a Barra at uh at Angelo. Uh he had just come off PED. Yes, that year that the shit broke out everywhere and it was oh. terrible. And just come off of it. And he's second his class and Riggin says, Hey, maybe you ought to give all your bears PED, you don't get them so damn full and they look good. He wasn't lying to. <laughs> she took it to heart, we don't do it anymore. There's <laughs> a, a difference. Now that that is dang sure different regionally, right? Regionally. That's a yeah. Texas, yes. Oklahoma. I'm going to just say Texas and Oklahoma conversation because, like, judging shows in Kansas, being around shows and judging shows they in They like Mexico, them wainers to drag in the shavings. They, they, they are still. Now, they're bigger frame, taller shoulder yeah. ones still because that's about all you can buy now because most of the guys have caught up to that. Most, not all. Um, but I'm talking, on, and especially the way that the shows are formatted because so many of those shows up there are way off the trailer. As soon as you get there, way off the trailer, and then no way back in class, right? Like what you weigh is what you yeah. are, and then you've got sometimes two or three days. Um, yeah, I've upset some people there. Like, man, that pig doesn't weigh 240. <laughs> he weighed 240 when he got, got off here. the trailer. He didn't drink water for three days before that, but yeah, he no. I'm not kidding, but um, but but I think uh, uh, that presentation different at the end is dependent on where you're from. But if you're from Texas, yeah, I completely agree with that. We don't show bears near as full as we do gilts, uh, and bears have to look masculine, and gilts have to look feminine. But at no. the end of the day, whether you're buying a bear or a gilt, don't buy one that's fucked up, and you're not going to get in a ditch, right? You better check that box when you upload this link. <laughs> <laughs> Always do. Yeah. That's why I'm not an ag teacher. That's right. It's, it's, <laughs> muscles easy to feed. Belly's pretty easy to feed. Uh, they don't toe, make bone in a box. Trust me, we've talked about that on other podcasts. Toe size toe and size. quality and real bone. Nope. Can't feed that into them. Yep. You don't buy one that's effed up and you're probably not going to get in a ditch. Uh, and that's that's the words of Wintex Will. That's not that's my it. words. That's his. I got to I got to say that. People helping people. <laughs> yep. That's what we do. I get it. Any other questions, Cole? Uh, no, you're the question, man, but I mean this is hour and 14 minutes of brilliant conversation Absolute between two brilliant minds and a crawfish <clears throat> bowler. Uh, no us. Safety We're man. We're done. Well, safety, yes. We uh we sold crawfish place. That's final and, and you know you know on a you know on a job like you are, they view the safety man as a sex symbol. Because every time you come around, it's there comes that us. fucking safety man. <laughs> you better check that box twice. Yeah, it, it, only, it only does once. It covers the whole. My views are not minutes. the same views as Austin Bulls and 
Purple Circle Magazine, <laughs> Premier Initiative, and Panhandle Peaches. We are trying to educate just one the peach. youth of America. Just one peach. Uh, gentlemen, I got peaches though. <laughs> he just got the funnest. Gentlemen, peaches. Uh, I think this has been a great episode. Uh, I think people are going to love it. There's a lot of good information in here. A lot of good gateways for information. Austin, we sure appreciate you stopping by. Thank you for spending your time with us. Thank you for supporting us, Cole Reeves. Hey, we're gonna try to drop two this week. We're gonna get Chum on for a round for a part two. He's ready. He's got he's got a whole list of them. We told him this weekend at Breeders Best, and he's ready. Cole Reeves, I appreciate you being back in the house this week. And this is Luke Sims, and this has been the Grand Drive. Adios. Adios.